Hello and welcome to the Sustainalytics podcast. My name is Melissa Chase. I'm a marketing specialist here at Sustainalytics. And today I'll be speaking with Martin Vezer, manager on the thematic research team and lead author of our latest ESG Spotlight report called Beware of Bears, a look back at the downswing of 2018. So Martin, um, we saw several markets experiencing substantial growth during the first quarter of 2019. The S&P 500 in Q1 returned 13.6%, for example, while the FTSE All World Index um, returned 12.5%. But this rally comes after a dismal fourth quarter in 2018. So Martin, can you tell us about how the markets closed last year? Hi, Melissa. Sure. Uh, Q4 of 2018 was a turning point for many asset categories. Before Q4, several key markets appeared to be on track to make gains for the year. Picking up on the example you mentioned, the S&P 500, for instance, returned about 7.5% in the third quarter of 2018 before it was hit hard with a period of high volatility and declining stock prices. In Q4, by the end, it returned negative 13.5%. And the U.S. large cap equities represented by the S&P 500 were only one of many asset categories to end the year in the red. In the report, we show that 12 of 14 asset categories that we were interested in lost value in 2018. To name just a few, we saw U.S. small caps, emerging market equities, and commodities all producing double-digit negative returns. Interestingly, Chinese equities were hit especially hard. The Shanghai Composite lost more than 24%. Wow, that's remarkable. Uh, I see now why investors have been concerned about the volatility and slowing returns since the early days of 2019. Um, So in the paper, you focus on global equities. Can you explain a a little bit how you analyzed the global stock market? We looked at the global equities market through an environmental, social, and governance lens, or an ESG lens. We did this in three steps. First, we assessed the FTSE All World Index using a Vanguard Exchange Traded Fund, or ETF, as a proxy. We segmented this benchmark into five baskets of ESG risk using the categories and thresholds that we maintain here at Sustainalytics, so going from negligible to low, medium, high, and severe risk, and overlaying the ESG scores of these companies onto the FTSE All World constituents revealed that 45% of the market capitalization covered by this benchmark was in the medium risk bucket, 29% faced low levels of ESG risk, 19% crossed the high risk threshold, and about half a percent was at severe levels of ESG risk. So that takes care of the first step of the analysis. The second step of the analysis focuses on the financial performance of the different buckets of ESG risk. So we wanted to see how these different uh, categories compared in terms of their return over Q4. And to keep the sample size of each of the categories that we're assessing comparable, we grouped the negligible to low risk companies into one basket and the high to severe risk companies in another basket and ran a financial analysis on these segments as well as the medium risk segment over Q4. Interestingly, we found the negligible to low risk group outperformed the benchmark by 55 basis points. 
But we also found that the medium group outperformed the benchmark as well as the high to severe risk group. And we noted that differentials in key sector allocations, particularly energy, IT, and financials, were in large part responsible for the differentials in financial performance of the index as a whole over this study period. Now, moving to the third step of the analysis, we wanted to normalize our analysis to address those sector allocation uh, concerns. And we did this by creating a sample portfolio of 300 best in sector performers. So we wanted to explain in relatively simple terms how you could apply a rules-based process to select best-in-class performers. And we did this in a way that could be implemented in a passive investment strategy. I see. That's that's interesting. So how does the strategy work? Uh, what kind of rules, for instance, do you, do you use to determine uh, the security selection? We implemented a set of rules, including selecting best ESG performers, that is, uh, stocks within the lowest levels of ESG risk for each sector, while keeping the sector weights of our sample portfolio to within 5% of the benchmark's sector allocations. We also designed the portfolio to include only 10% of the more than 3,000 stocks that are constituents of the FTSE All World. So for this reason, we call our sample portfolio the ESG 300. It contains about 300 best-in-class ESG performers. Oh, okay. That's an innovative approach. Um, so you then tested the financial performance of the index over Q4, correct? Tell us about how, how the portfolio performed. That's right. Uh, we tested the portfolio over Q4 since this was a distinctive period of a down market. But I should mention that we appreciate the fact that this is a very short period and we believe more work needs to be done over a longer time frame to draw more general inferences. But since this was relatively contained in one quarter, it served as a natural experiment. Um, and we wanted to see how our sample portfolio would compare to the benchmark over this period. And uh, remarkably, we found that the portfolio had a tracking error of about 0.3%. So its performance, even though the portfolio contained only 300 companies, tracked the benchmark quite closely. The sample portfolio outperformed the benchmark on several metrics, including returns, standard deviation or volatility, uh, downside risk, and maximum drawdown. Okay, those are some impressive results. Um, so how do you think that this analysis could be used for investors moving forward? The analysis offers several contributions to the field of responsible investing. First, we offer a concise account of how a passive ESG investment strategy can be developed and how to start assessing its financial performance. Second, we aim to help fill a gap in the literature on ESG investing and down markets. While thousands of studies have focused on ESG integration and corporate financial performance over extended periods, high periods, low periods, uh, those looking specifically at the down market scenarios are few and far between. Um, so again, though, while this is a short period, it was a natural experiment and we're just really scratching the surface uh, on this line of inquiry. We expect to see more research focused on such distinctive periods to come out in the future. And uh, we intend to keep an eye on, um, on this period and periods going forward. 
Okay, great. Um, so a final question for you, Martin. What do you see as the next steps for investors to consider when looking into ESG strategies and down markets? Next steps, I think uh, a natural next step is to develop more sophisticated passive and active ESG integration strategies. Our sample portfolio focuses on best in sector performance, but one could also introduce other parameters, even overlaying other parameters on the protocol that we developed, such as screening against companies with controversial product involvement or overweighting companies that offer innovative ESG solutions. And some passive investment products on the market today already work along these lines. So developing these types of strategies further and testing them over a wider range of distinct periods would be insightful. Terrific. Terrific. Well, thank you so much, Martin, for those great insights and for sharing the results from this paper. Again, the report is called Beware of Bears, a look back at the downswing of 2018 and is available right now on the sustainalytics.com website. Thank you again, Martin. Thanks, Melissa. And thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>